the Great Reset is dead. And Omicron killed it. By Brian Cates. The enemy has had their ranks broken. This was a crucial step to overall victory in this fight for world freedom against the forces of international totalitarianism. The current incoherent madness is not completely over yet, of course, and a cornered animal is still very dangerous. The breaking of their union does not mean the remainder of this fight will be much easier. But it does mean we now have an advantage we didn't have before. An advantage we can press home. So, the evil group of self-appointed national takeover artists I have taken to calling Great Reset Cabal has fractured. They are no longer working together. Their alliance has come apart. They're no longer all on the same page. The confusion in their ranks can be used against them. While half the world leaders who played along with the Great Reset are now beating hasty retreats, the other half are stubbornly surging forward, full speed ahead with the Preset program. As Boris Johnson surrenders in the United Kingdom, Austria's parliament stubbornly insists on proceeding with mandatory vaccinations for all citizens. What's responsible for this sudden stark incoherency and recent fracturing of the Great Reset Cabal, who only a few weeks ago had presented a united front to the world? Omicron caught them all by surprise. In only a matter of weeks, the emergence of the mysterious Omicron variant completely changed the world landscape of the pandemic. Long-cherished plans into which cabal members had pumped billions of their dollars were suddenly having to be abandoned. They're in a panic, as half their coalition surges forward while the other half is buckling and retreating. Over the course of the COVID-19 pandemic, their 10-year plan suddenly morphed by necessity into a 5-year plan, and then that Hastily patched together five-year plan ended up being shoehorned into a two-year plan. Whatever the Cabal's original Great Reset plan looked like, I'm pretty sure it didn't call for them to be frantically browbeating their citizens into lining up for two vaccinations and then two or more boosters within a single year. COVID boosters may risk more serious side effects, says the CDC. July 13th, 2021, Jay Butler, quote, The question about boosters is one that is being intensively reviewed, end quote. U.S. health officials on Tuesday said the U.S. is reviewing the need for a third COVID-19 booster shot among those who have already been vaccinated, but needs to see more data to know if additional shots could raise people's risk of serious side effects. During a media briefing, Jay Butler, the deputy director at the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, said there is concern that a third dose could potentially come with even greater risks. Jay Butler, quote, The risk of some of the rare side effects that have been reported have been greater after the second dose, and even just the local reactions, which are fairly common, are more common after second doses as well. 
So we're keenly interested in knowing whether or not a third dose may be associated with any higher risk of adverse reactions, particularly some of those more severe, although very rare, side effects. End quote. It looks to me as if events overtook them, the plot got away from them, being forced into absurd positions that they then had to abandon with comical speed was not on their agenda. They were forced to do it. It's as if somebody waited until they were at the point of no return on the Great Reset launch, and then suddenly hit the fast-forward button on them, forcing them to desperately rush to keep up. There's what they envisioned, and then there's what actually happened. These pampered elites put all their eggs in the Plan A basket. They didn't count on the massive amount of popular protests they were facing, nor on encountering perceptive and invisible enemies that I'll discuss further down in this column. They can't stop the day of reckoning that approaches. It is pretty much certain at this point that the original COVID-19 virus was a bioweapon designed in a Chinese lab in Wuhan after careful gain-of-function experimentation had been performed on it to make it incredibly contagious. And despite two years of panicked and angry denials, evidence continues to emerge about who was funding that gain-of-function research with U.S. taxpayer money. The only real, crucial question that remains is, if the virus leaving that lab was deliberate or accidental. From the Times of London, Italy links coronavirus outbreak to Chinese tourists. The coronavirus outbreak spreading across Europe has been linked to two Chinese tourists who fell ill with it in Italy in January after flying from Wuhan, where the epidemic began." End quote. A piece of circumstantial evidence pointing to a deliberate release is that early on, the CCP regime in Beijing allowing the infected Chinese citizens of Wuhan to leave the country for destinations all over the world, including Italy, where the early numbers for the pandemic were particularly bad. Despite having known months before late January of 2020 arrived that a new, novel coronavirus outbreak was underway in Wuhan, CCP officials continued to allow infected Chinese citizens to travel internationally. They took no efforts to curtail international travel from Wuhan until January 22nd. Quote, China halts travel from Wuhan amid outbreak of deadly coronavirus. Jackie Salo, January 22, 2020. President Trump repeatedly stated that the spread of the virus could have been stopped at the source early on, and it wasn't. Crucial steps that could have been taken to blunt the impact of the pandemic not only were not taken, the world press oftentimes appeared to be assisting the brutal CCP regime in censoring awkward questions about the virus's early spread within China, its nature, and its origins. 
The Western media was joined in its efforts to head off and censor questions about the COVID-19 virus's origins by many of those involved in funding virology research around the world. As I discussed in a previous column, the UK's Peter Daszak of the EcoHealth Alliance led the charge early on, along with the US's Dr. Anthony Fauci of the NIAID, against any serious consideration of the theory that the virus was designed and leaked from a lab. It's clear at this point that there was a deliberate disinformation campaign to cover the asses of people who played a direct role in enabling the CCP to unleash this pandemic on the rest of the world, and that the Great Reset totalitarians saw an irresistible opportunity in the pandemic to make their dreams of world domination come true. Quote, The pandemic represents a rare, but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine, and reset our world. Klaus Schwab, founder and executive chairman, World Economic Forum. Time for an attitude check. There's a story about General Ulysses S. Grant, told by the historian Shelby Foote in Ken Burns' epic multi-part Civil War documentary series. After he had won a few small victories in the West, Abraham Lincoln had promoted Grant to the leadership of the Army of the Potomac. This was after a series of other far more prominent Union generals had either met with crushing defeat or displayed abject incompetence. The Army of the Potomac had met with a series of stinging defeats at the hands of the Confederate Army of Northern Virginia under the command of General Robert E. Lee. Lee had the uncanny ability to read the opposing general's strategy and maneuver him into critical mistakes. Upon assuming command of the demoralized army, which seemed to have completely squandered a recent Union victory at Gettysburg, Grant and his staff realized a quick change of attitude among the army's top officers was necessary. When one of the top officers under Grant, who had won victories with him at Vicksburg and Chattanooga, tried to instill confidence in Grant's leadership abilities, one of the junior officers shrugged it off by saying, that's all well and good, but Grant has never faced Bobby Lee. Soon, Grant had had enough of that kind of defeatist chatter. When, during one strategy session, junior officers kept bringing up what Bobby Lee would do, Grant said angrily, I'm tired of hearing about Bobby Lee. Stop thinking about what Bobby Lee is doing to you and start thinking about what you're going to do to him. The first thing many people need to do is to stop repeatedly telling themselves lies about the evil people driving this Great Reset attempt. Many people are so focused on the Great Reset cabal that they don't even recognize there's another team on the field that is causing immense problems for them. I mean, besides the growing popular resistance movements worldwide that are generating massive protests in the streets. The cabal want you to see them as an all-powerful, unopposed, and completely in control of whatever happens. That's a lie right there. 
They present a confident and unassailable appearance, as if they've already won and only the minor details are being worked out. Everything is going as they have foreseen, or so they claim. But they can't explain Omicron, or their panicked and incoherent response to it. Can they? Who designed Omicron, designed it to be far milder than the original COVID-19 virus and the earlier Delta variant, and designed it to be super-duper contagious while delivering full herd immunity to any future corona SARS virus outbreaks? Where was it designed? How was it released so quickly around the world? I realize nobody can supply concrete evidence to answer any of those questions, yet you know who else can't answer those questions? The Great Reset Cabal, who just watched a carefully laid 10-year plan turn to utter shit. There's another player in this great game, one that is silent. The Great Reset Cabal is made up of highly visible world leaders, publicity-hungry billionaires, and corporate CEOs so confident in their power that they regularly hold yearly retreats at places like Davos and write countless books where they arrogantly lay out their agenda for the entire planet. In contrast to the loud and proud totalitarian clique, their opponents on the other side remain faceless behind a curtain of secrecy. This secrecy is their biggest advantage. You can see what the cabal is doing, the moves it's making or preparing to make. You can see most of the assets they have at their disposal, where they are moving them, how they are being used. You can, at best, only see peripheral signs of what the cabal's ghost opponents are up to, like something moving silently and deep in a lake that causes ripples on the surface. You can't see their assets, where they are, or what they are doing. I'm constantly being hit with defeatist self-talk by people who pontificate to me that the cabal is always three steps ahead, and Omicron does not matter because the international totalitarians are already moving to the next phase of their master plan. Oh, you figured that out yourself, did you? Tell me, what makes you think the Cabal's mysterious and faceless opponents don't also know what's coming, what the Cabal is planning, the moves they are preparing to make, moves that the ghost opponents are already preparing to counter just as they countered Delta with Omicron? Or do you assume you are more well-informed and intelligent than the ghosts? The disarray among the cabal is quite real. It is not an act. They're floundering around in chaos and confusion, and some of you are telling yourselves it's just theater as they prepare their next carefully planned and choreographed attack as their irresistible agenda inevitably moves forward. You are living in a prison of your own making. You can't see the world as it really is. Your own fear of the enemy and the lies you tell yourself about this enemy clouds your eyes. To see clearly, 
you're going to have to free your mind. Then, get in the fight. And stop thinking about what the totalitarian elites are planning to do to you and how you can't stop it. Start thinking about how you can find your role in this fight to utterly destroy them and achieve total victory. Because losing is not an option.